This is Laura looking for love, and today I'm going to share a bit of my childhood. When I was in the sixth grade in the late 80s, I really started to get into music. I discovered this band called the Jets, a group of singers made up of brothers and sisters, kind of like the Jackson Five, but who were Samoan Americans from Hawaii. And while they did achieve brief mainstream success, they appealed largely to the Hawaiians, Pacific Islanders, and Asian Americans, most likely because they reminded them of their own life experience. And because word spread through that group, a family friend told me about them after they discovered them through their inner circle, something I longed to belong to. And because they liked them, I listened. Partly it was because I was curious, but mainly I wanted to fit in with the other people who looked like me. So I really tried to like them, and I ended up really loving them. In fact, they were my very first real concert experience. At the time, Knott's Berry Farm had this huge theater where they hosted concerts, and my mom, who was the biggest sport, came with me and stood in line for more than three hours in a sea of teeny boppers. They drew such a crowd that day that they held back-to-back concerts. We just missed getting into the first concert, so we had to wait patiently while the first group got to enjoy the music. So to kill time, we started talking to the people around us, and there was this one girl about my age who talked to me non-stop. She said she was the cousin of the Jets family. She looked a lot like them, and at the time I believed her, but I still wondered why she would have to wait three hours in line like the rest of us. It was a passing thought, and even though I wondered, I never asked her why. The important thing was she was excited, and I was excited, and we bonded over our mutual enthusiasm. Looking back, maybe she, like me, was looking for a sense of identity in music, and for the first time, looking like someone on a stage, she could really imagine being part of that family and part of something big. And I, going to my very first concert, could imagine the good fortune of meeting a real-life blood relative of the Jets. Reality didn't matter. It was a day of magic for the both of us. So when our time finally came to enter the theater, we were the very first in line and got to sit in the front row. It was amazing. And during that hour, I was nowhere else but there in the present, And we were all so connected by a love of what we were hearing that we moved in unison like an extension of the stage. We didn't need instructions to participate. We all knew just when to jump up and cheer when they started singing their song, Crush on You. It was their most popular. Maybe because of the catchy beat of the song, the easy-to-remember lyrics, or maybe it was the fact that we could all relate to having our first crush. And in my school, my first crush, and the first crush of all the little girls, and probably some of the boys, was a kid who was not only good-looking to us at the time, but was the best athlete and who became known as the leader of our grade. He was put on such a pedestal by our entire grade that his identity started to form around the concept of being number one. We thought he had it all. The girls wanted to kiss him and the boys wanted to be him. Little did we know that he was not superhuman. He was not perfect. He had flaws and insecurities just like the rest of us. We didn't care to really know him because we were too concerned about him liking us. We didn't ask him how he was doing because we were too concerned about how he acted in his presence. Little did we know that being the cool guy comes with a lot of pressure. The reputation was always there reminding him of the long journey down if he were to ever fall. For us, falling would be a scraped knee and a band-aid people would hardly notice. For him, a fall would be devastating, bone-shattering. 
possibly even leading to the death of the person people wanted him to be. He was already on top. Unlike the rest of us who were looking up trying to get higher, he only had one focus. Don't fall. So that is how the cool guy, the one everyone admired from a very young age, learned how to construct his entire life around fear. And now, 30 years later, when our elementary school friends come together for reunions or just to hang out, we are always missing that person who used to be the leader. He's scared to show his vulnerability, which he sees as weakness. He, like many other elementary and high school heroes, are afraid of being the has-been. They like the feel of the admiration, and they often fear the judgment of their failures. But also, like many school heroes, he learned very quickly how to maintain his reputation by carefully curating himself into the person he knew others wanted to see. And even now, he continues to curate, building a mystery and never showing up to anything. Because in his absence, there develops an intrigue and an even bigger desire to see him. And people continue to talk about him, as if he were a legend. And how can the real him ever compete with his legend? When the Jets disappeared from the spotlight and I started finding music on my own in my teens and 20s, I discovered an indie artist named Ani DeFranco. Often feeling isolated during this time of my life, searching for meaning, I would find comfort in her lyrics. They made me feel connected to humanity in a way that was similar to that day as a child at the Jets concert. And I wanted to share some of her lyrics from her most well-known song, 32 Flavors. God help you if you were an ugly girl. Of course, too pretty is also your doom. Everyone harbors a secret hatred for the prettiest girl in the room. And God help you if you are a phoenix and you dare to rise up from the ash. A thousand eyes will smolder with jealousy as you are flying past. I love that song. Dichotomy. I use that word a lot, but life is about dichotomies and the opposite ends of every spectrum. When we are on one end, we may think the other is easier, but it's never the case. And although most of us can't relate to the feeling of being the hero, the class leader, or the most admired, we are somewhere on the spectrum of identities. And wherever that is, there's opportunity. So don't give up and don't ever let your legend outlive you. So that's all for today. I'll be back here again next Friday. Subscribe to the channel to get weekly episodes. And for more info on the Empowerment Center, go to thebonsaibabes.com. Have a good week.